1: Absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, baby. Good morning, 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 good people. We back in the building. Yes, Monday, February the 6th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all ass up with Ray G, and for that, I appreciate y'all being here. We were out an entire week, baby. We are back. I'm excited. I'm happy. I told Jay before the show. I told him last night. I'm like, I'm ready to get back in the saddle, see the good people we got in the building this morning. Chad, good morning to you. Craig, what's going on, baby? How you doing? Craig in the building. Marlon, Alex, C. Dynasty, Barry, Shane, Joe, David from across the pond. Chris in the building. Matt Brunin, Hot Rock Nation. Gump, man. We got everybody in the damn building today. Happy y'all are here. Hopefully y'all didn't miss us too much. There's plenty of content, right, to keep you keep you tied over until we got back in the fold. But I'm excited to be here and we've got a brand new, gotta kick the show off. Y'all know what it is. Before we get started, go get it, right? Michelle Adoro Coffee, go get it. Michelle Adoro USA.com. Use the promo code Wake Up. I ain't just peddling bullshit out here. This is good coffee. I know that some of y'all watching are Michelle Adoro drinkers. Stay away from Walmart, Target, all that other stuff. Go get you some of this. 15% off with the promo code Wake up And a brand new partnership I'm really excited about with Epson America, man. Epson, real talk. Came into the crib, hooked your boy up with a brand new short throw projector, the LS800. It's dope, man. And the cool thing is... I thought, like, projectors, you had to, like, stick them up in the ceiling and, you know, had to project onto a screen or a wall. But this joint, it's like a little box. It looks like an Xbox, right? You set it on your credenza, and it projects up right onto your wall. You can get a screen, 100-inch, 100 120-inches. You know, down in Texas, everything is bigger. I had to go 120, baby. But go click the link in the description. Check out this new short throw laser projector from Epson. If you're trying to upgrade your viewing experience for next year, for the NBA Finals, for a Major League Baseball, for the NFL Draft— If you can't be there, go click the link in the description. Go to epson.com forward slash wake up and check out this beauty of a projector. I'm telling you, I got it in the crib. They hooked me up free of charge. It's dope. I don't know if they're going to hook y'all up free of charge, but you need to go check it out. Go get you one of these if you're trying to upgrade your viewing experience. But Jay, we're back from Mobile, my friend, and we got to see each other again. Got to see each other again, buddy. How you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, people don't know if you're listening, but you just see... I've only met you two times. You've looked, you look better actually this time to be fair to you. Recovering from that Achilles, I was happy you didn't get hurt this time I saw you. Um, But yeah, man, uh, obviously great time to see you. It was funny. I was telling um, my girlfriend actually that I almost forgot to say bye to you. Like it's crazy, you You and I have such a good relationship. (laughs) You have such a good relationship. I was like, oh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you the next day, whatever. I almost didn't even say bye to you when I said, uh, when I left the hotel that day. But happy to be here, man. Mobile was a blast. Uh, a lot of work, surprisingly. You know, go figure at the Senior Bowl. It's a lot of work. Practices are long days, whether you're a player or just a scout. But yeah, a lot of fun in Mobile. Happy to see you guys. Flights only a little bit delayed, but we are back in, yeah, in the building for some more post Senior Bowl talk. Well, real
1: quick, because we got a lot to get to. There's a lot of news, there's a lot of things that we missed being out for the week. There were so many times that I just wanted to be on the show, interact, get comments from the viewers, and just get their thoughts. And opinions on everything from the NFL to the Senior Bowl, but just quick takeaways um, from the Senior Bowl. Before we get into the news, I don't want to. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the Senior Bowl. I know a lot of the players and the coverage has already sort of been discussed. Uh, for you, Jay, and I know for me, I was down there with the Draft Network, so I had a very unique experience. Unlike many media members, and I'm not just. I'm not just saying this to say it, but we had like private access with the players, right? We had our own lounge with Panini. So when they got to chill out, no media was allowed up there except for us. So, you know, we had field access. We got the behind-the-scenes access to really talk with the players intimately and just sit down with them in a more relaxed environment. But just your thoughts and, and, and you know, opinions of being there. I think this is the first time that you've been around that yep. level of football as close as you were. What are some of your thoughts and takeaways from just being you know, in that experience, and a lot of people have asked me, Jay, you know, is this something that only analysts should go to? If you're a fan of football, I, I think this is a great event for anybody. I don't care if you're just a fan, if you're an analyst, because you do get access to those guys. After practices, everyone can come on the field. They don't know who the hell you are. They don't know if you're a scout or a spy for a team, so everyone's very friendly. But just your thoughts and opinions of, of your first sort of experience with that caliber of athlete that close.
0: I think the craziest part Ray is it's kind of like you hit on it's the access, right? You know, we did have a couple of perks as we applied for media passes, but you know, the casual fan can literally walk right into the stadium, go front row where I sat, take pictures, take videos, whatever of these players. But like you mentioned, seeing these guys up close and personal, um, Appalachian state running back Cameron peoples. I legitimately thought it was a DN first time I saw him in person because <laughs> the, the dude boy. is huge. He's like six, two thick, you know, maybe a smaller tweener DM, but he was massive. Like just, again, I've known, you know, football players at points in my life. These guys are different, right? They're, they're NFL bound, XFL bound, CFL bound, wherever they end up going, they are going places, right? 106 of these players are drafted to the NFL draft every single year. And you see why all of them just ripped huge, um, in very, very, very good shape, but like you said, whether you're a media member like yourself on the field, or you're just a fan of the event, it's a great place to go if you do wanna make the trip because the event itself is phenomenal. Uh, can't say enough of what they did to Jim Nagy, to Molly for everything they put together because it was a great event. You know, there Some of these things can be chaotic and, and a lot of work for some people and difficult to get that access. I never felt that way. You can get on the field, you can talk to players. Like you mentioned, they're all very friendly now. It is a bit of a job interview for them, no matter where they are. I think the craziest part is the people you are you know rubbing shoulders with are really important. Whether you know that or not, yeah. they could be like Ray. There was a point in time where I took a picture and beside me was a Bill's staff member. I didn't yeah. know he was a Bill staff member, he wasn't even wearing Bill's gear, and there's just people all over the place, whether they're agents, whether they're representatives, scouts. Um, obviously Mike Tomlin was there, so that was really cool. Mike to see Tomlin him, talks you shit know, to in me, the man, because we're in opposite
1: <laughs> fraternities and I have my jacket on. And I'm sitting down, and Mike Tomlin started talking shit to me. Um, got a chance to talk to Coach Brian Flores. It's a cool yeah. event, man. But let's quickly, again, we're not going to spend a ton of time on these players because it's already been discussed, but give your quick thoughts. Let's, let's talk about just some risers, right? Just some players that came yeah. into Mobile that may have been on our radars, but they had an impressive performance, probably made themselves some money and put themselves in a position to get drafted higher than they would have prior to the senior bowl Let's just talk about some risers, man. And let's start with the man that's behind the screen. And, Jay, you took all of these photos. So credit to you for uh, taking the photos that we're going to show. But let's talk about it. Ty J Spears, I think, hands down, Jay, probably from a fantasy perspective, right? Because we're looking at the offensive skill position players. Probably the biggest riser from a fantasy perspective, that's going to be drafted in a range that we need to pay attention to. Tajay Spears came in heavier than we thought. You know, he's listed at like 195 on the Tulane website. He came in at 204, 59, almost 510. And he was put together, man. I mean, he he looked thick. I was like, damn, that's Tajay Spears? I was like, okay, what, are your, what were your thoughts on him? He, he seemed to just have a wow play every single practice
0: yeah you mentioned it uh he looks like the best offensive skill player in mobile i don't even think it was that close and i think the bigger thing is whether it was chase brown evan hall eric gray like a lot of these guys were even on the same team he's on the same team as kenny mcintosh he looks head and shoulders the best running back whether it was running and even doing a little bit of the receiving game a lot of you guys have probably seen the clip of him running yeah. that you know out and in route on the linebacker and that was a great play but yeah it was consistent he's breaking big runs Bro- throughout practice Ending off drives, uh, he was just phenomenal. From start Jay, to there was I a think play. He was the best running back by far. There was
1: a play during inside period, and understand inside period. It's just O line, D line, running backs, no receivers. Really designed to get the O line and D lineman going at it. You're not expecting running backs to pop off huge plays because they're normally running it right up the gut. Right. We were all in the end zone, like everybody's kind of on the field watching. And there was a play that I still have yet to see the highlight from. But he made a cut. Jay, I have never seen any... Like, I. everybody on the field, NFL GMs, scouts, everyone looked at each other, laughed, and just said, wow. I, I mean, I tweeted it out. I was like, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it was just... It, it was an amazing display of just his physical skill set. But Spears definitely made him some money. Should be a riser. And I, I'm saying day it, man. Day two, no question now. He's probably going to be a day two pick. And I wouldn't be shocked... If he's a top 64 pick when it's all said and done, if he performs at the combine like I think he will, he, in my opinion, he was the best player in Mobile, the second best player, and he only practiced for two days, Jay. And this is gonna be an interesting one to talk about. But Tank um, listen, man.
0: <laughs> Tank Dell is good.
1: I know. The, the obvious is he's 5'8, 163 pounds. How many years are we gonna do this from a fantasy perspective, right? How many years are we gonna do this? For? But I'm watching him and I'm saying that he was unguardable. Like, he was so good that after two days, he dipped off. Like, that's enough. I don't yep. need to do any anymore. I've shown my skill set. I'm out. Tank Dell was incredible, Jay. And we've seen the NFL take shots on smaller wide receivers in the past. We're hearing stuff. It's a small man's game, it's not a big man's game. Even Matt Kelly, the pod father himself, was down there and he was like, man, all right, this dude's been the most impressive receiver in Mobile, but he's 5'8", 163. What are your thoughts on Tank Dell just moving forward and how we need to treat him? Because he's probably going to get drafted on day two. He's, what do we do, man? What
0: Just quickly, what do we do with Dell? He's, he's going to be the hardest player for me because the one thing, Ray, that—and uh, we talked about this a little bit— The hardest part about going to Mobile is you feel more connected to the players, right? Watching Tank Dell play every play. That that picture right there was against the best cornerback in Mobile in Darius Rush. Was that Darius Rush? Yeah. Yeah, that's Darius Rush is falling over, and there was about three yards of separation on a simple hitch route. Like in his release package, you've probably seen all of his release. It's impossible not to fall in love with what he did in Mobile, but he is supposed to win those reps. But what I will say is that for a speedy receiver who's supposed to win those reps, he still did it in impressive fashion. I get he's 160. You know, I probably wouldn't take him before the third or fourth round even. I think he's probably gonna be overdrafted in fantasy, but it was very impressive what he did and he will probably be, you know, a third round pick at worst because he also has returning skills and we've seen other really fast receivers with returning skills get drafted pretty high in the NFL draft.
1: And one of the things that I, I wanna make sure that we don't do is swing the pendulum too far in either direction. Like, I didn't leave Mobile... Saying, oh my God, we've got first rounders locked and loaded. This yeah. is a fantasy superstar. The way that I'm interpreting this data is there are some good depth pieces. The running backs and the tight ends, in my opinion, more so for fantasy than maybe some of the receivers. Like I, I don't wanna I don't want to go too far off the deep end. Dell made himself some money. H- I think probably, he's going yeah. to probably be a better NFL asset than a consistent fantasy producer. Maybe in Dynasty best ball, you would love to take some shots on Dell. That way you never have to worry about when you need to throw him in your starting lineup. Uh, but, Jay, yep. I got I to gotta give an apology to you. Um, there were uh, some rumors floating around Mobile that the Dallas Cowboys were talking to this player quite a bit. He was big, man, and he's got room to grow. He you can tell legit. by his frame. Kenny McIntosh was legit. I, I mean— Listen, it's Georgia running backs. Normally, they're pretty good. Like, you just go down the list of Georgia running backs. Normally, they're pretty good. Kenny McIntosh, outside of Tajay Spears, probably my second most impressive running back down there. Uh, he, just like Tajay, ripping off long runs. He moves like a receiver. No bullshit. You know, we we kind of talk about it on the show when we do mocks. Oh, he's a receiver. He mo- like, if you lined him up with the receivers— you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a wide receiver and Kenny McIntosh because that's how fluid he is in and out of his breaks, sinks his hips. This is this is the type of cat, man. You know, we did a mock a couple of days ago, Jay, where he was drafted in the second round by the Panthers. This is the type of cat that people, I don't know if everybody's fully on board yet, but he's what you want, especially in PPR formats. McIntosh was the real, like he, I, I was like, all right, he's good. Like he's for real good. And everybody kind of knew it there. Your boy yeah. Kenny McIntosh, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ray, like you mentioned, if he wasn't on the same team as Tajay Spears, he probably would have been the best running back in Mobile. Yeah. And he looked every bit the part. He was returning punts in practices. So I think that he's able to do a lot for an NFL team. To your point about some of these guys, he may be a little bit more useful for an NFL team than for fantasy, but I think he's gonna probably be somewhere around a back end second round pick in yeah. some of these drafts because he could potentially be a second round pick in the NFL draft. And so kind of with his skill set, what we've seen from Georgia running backs, I see a world where, you know, these teams take a shot at a player like Kenny because they are well coached, because they are good in the NFL and they are good players. So I could see Kenny being a riser. But yeah, like you mentioned, in Mobile, whether whether it was receiving the ball or rushing the ball, which did surprise me a little bit, he was a better rusher than I expected to see overall coming into Mobile. I'll say Evan Hall,
1: the running back out of Northwestern, probably the most impressive running back from the uh, – I think he was on the national team. Uh, the footwork yeah. was fantastic. He was out there. He was on the same team as Roshan Johnson, uh, Chase Brown, Chase Cameron Brown, Peoples. Yeah. Uh, when Roshan broke his hand, they brought in Sir Robert Thompson, uh, Thompson from uh, Texas Tech. But Evan Hall, very impressive as well. I've talked about Jaden Reed for the past, like, two years on Twitter – One of the best wide receivers there. He made himself a lot of money. Hands down, the best special team guy out there as far as returning punts. So Jaden Reed probably worked his way into round three. We'll see if he'll get any higher capital than that. But, Jay, the biggest, and literally, I mean that literally and figuratively, riser from a fantasy perspective, in my opinion, is a position that we search for every year because it's just a dumpster fire and it's tight end. But it's Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrave, 6'6", 255, and one thing that I was curious to see was was his frame small. You know, like, was he skinny legs? Was he top-heavy? No, 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 no. He's massive, Jordan. Massive, massive tight huge. end. And they would put him one-on-one with corners. When I say destruction, he, he could not be—he was uncoverable. There's At this point, Jay, there's no doubt in my mind. There's reports that he can go sub-4-5 in the 40-yard dash— Luke Musgrave is going to be a first-round tight end, and for fantasy, especially for those of us that play in tight end premium leagues, this is very, very good, very, very good because you don't have to spend the capital on maybe a Michael Mayer or Darnell Washington. Wouldn't shock me. There's some draft analysts who have him as tight end one in this class, but this this literally was the biggest takeaway for me. Is this is the guy that I am targeting that I want? His Ras score is going to be out of this world. Good kid. Yep. I mean, he was impressive as hell. All, every single practice.
0: Yeah, and he talked about a little bit in uh, media availability on Wednesday when he was interviewed about some of these things. And he was saying how, you know, he came in and he was more of a pass catcher and had to develop his body to be more of a blocker. But when you see him in Mobile, even, and Ray, next to other massive tight ends, like the tight ends in Mobile were all just yeah, they were huge. monsters. Didn't matter who you were looking at. All were just massive. But yeah, to your point about Musgrave, he's just been probably by far the best one. The athleticism is off the charts. I'm waiting to kind of see what it ultimately shakes out to be. It's going to be nice. Well, you know, he's pushing Kincaid. He's pushing Mayer for some teams. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. as the tight end one. And like you talked about, potentially a background for or back end first round pick, depending on who's available and who's off the board. But, you know, I think he's firmly in that conversation now, not something we expected Going into Mobile, but definitely after seeing him in person, how he performed, and then ultimately how he looks at the combine may vault him even higher. But I see no, I see no reason to say why he wouldn't, fa- why he would fall out of the top three tight ends at this point. He's just been too good.
1: He's good. Uh, shout out to Eric Gray, very impressive. Uh, realistically, I think Eric Gray is probably going to be a day three pick, Jay, but a running back that could potentially, uh, you know, find his way on a roster on a fifty three, maybe as an an RB three to start the season, but. In the third round, fourth round of rookie drafts, Eric Gray will be a primary target for me. I thought he was very—and put together, man, 215 pounds. What the fuck? I did not know Gray was that size. 5'9", 215. The BMI is going to be fantastic. Really quickly, Jay, let's talk about a couple of players who kind of— I don't want to say their stock is down, but we were real high on them going in, and they they, really—just not as impressive as we hoped— Let's start with Illinois running back Chase Brown. You know, this is a player who led the country in rushing. One of one of the best running backs in in in, in all of college football. I thought that he would come here and look head and shoulders like the best running back. And I, I I don't think he was the best running back on his own side. Yep. He's put together very well. Like the the him and his brother Sidney, you can tell just workout warriors. Chase Brown has the speed. He just you know, it, it just it didn't he didn't pop the way. He didn't separate himself. Yeah, he didn't separate himself at all. Again, I don't want to—I'm not going to discredit 1,700 rushing yards and as good as he was last year, but just a little disappointing that he didn't dominate in Mobile. And then Rasheed Rice, wide receiver out of SMU. This was my guy. Coming in, I was like, this dude's going to dominate everybody. He's going to walk away as the clear top receiver. And if I had to be honest with you, Jay, I think Tank Dell was better. I think Dontavian Wicks was better. I think Michael Wilson was a little bit better. Uh, Jaden Reed was better. I think he was like the fifth best receiver in mobile. Again, this is a player who had been mocked at the back of the first round in NFL mocks. And I talked to a lot of people and they said, there's no way this dude's a top 32 pick. So Rasheed Rice, one of the guys that kind of, I don't want to say underperformed. He just, he was neutral for me. I didn't give him a stock down or a stock up. He just, it just was neutral. And then one final bonus player that I want to throw out there, Jay. Talk about Elijah Higgins. Listed as a wide receiver at Stanford, uh, yep. he was massive. He looks like a tight end, fluid. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that you probably can grab off of waivers, and he's going to get Trent converted to tight end. But I was really intrigued by Elijah Higgins out of Stanford.
0: Yeah, you talked about it like early in practices. He's working out with Michael Wilson, who, of course, went to Stanford as well, doing the same footwork drills, looking almost as talented. But the thing is that we're going to have to wait and see is will he actually declare as a wide receiver or a tight end? He did work with the tight ends for the last day of practice. He's like 230. I believe he's six, two and a half. So he's not super big. He's kind of in that Irv Smith type of mold. So he will have to run pretty fast for us to really consider him. But to your point about waivers and and the strategy behind this is if for some reason he is listed as a wide receiver, dude's probably useless in terms of fantasy. But if He is listed as a wide receiver. There is a world where we could get him off of waivers because there's no reason to draft him. And then when he converts to tight end, which a lot of teams are expecting him to bulk up and try to convert to tight end, then he could have use for us in fantasy down the line. But to your point, yeah, like he did look good when he was against corners and DBs. Didn't look that great, but did use his size well. When they put him against linebackers and safeties, you could tell there was a clear difference in skill and coverage ability where he was able to thrive, use that size, and especially in the red zone, was really good there. You know, I watched a lot of the tight ends and the receivers and the drills. You watched a bit more of the running backs. So I saw a lot of Elijah Higgins and even working with the receivers, he didn't look overmatched, but definitely against the tight ends, he popped much more. So he does make that conversion. That could be really good for us in fantasy.
1: Yeah, man, it, it was a great experience. And again, The biggest fantasy takeaways, in my opinion, probably Spears, McIntosh, Musgrave, no doubt. And I found myself saying this multiple times to multiple people, Jay. As good as Spears looked, as good as McIntosh looked, as good as Tank Dell looked, you know what I kept finding myself saying is how good would (laughs) Zach Charbonnet (laughs) look here? How good would Devon A-Chain look here? What would Jameer Gibbs look like here? What would... If if Jordan Addison were playing receiver out there, like it it just I just kept thinking if these guys think of the player that has the most negative opinion, that's an underclassman right now, whether that be Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, whomever Zach it Evans, is that people yeah. are down on. If Zach Evans would have been there, uh, you know if 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 if, if A Chain would have been there, it would have been the crowd would have been around those guys. Like it just I kept going yep. back to just I I wonder how good those guys would look here um Quarterback position. If Will Jay, Levis no need was to, there,
0: right? Would you say, <laughs> if Will Levis was there, right? Oh, yeah. How good Levis looked next to those. Well, but
1: speaking of quarterback, there there were no takeaways Jake Haner was the best quarterback there. Jaren Hall. I'm just. So I'm not. I'm not here to to talk bad about any player because I know the level of work it takes to get yourself in this position. But no. I mean, I, I've updated my quarterback tiers and my rankings. Patreon.com forward slash All Gas. It's tier one. You got four, and then it's tier three, Hendon Hooker, and then, like, tier eight, everybody else. I mean, no interest in Malik Cunningham, no interest in Tyson Badgett, no in- none of them, none, none. Jay Kaner, and that might be yep. it, and he's going to be a six-round pick. So um, other now than that, tiny. it was a great experience. Uh, it, it was fun being there. I can't wait for next year's Mobile Trip. Jay, we got a little bit of news. We're not going to roll the intro. I'll just hit you. Just give us some. give us the quick
0: hitters before we get into the mock, man all right so ray we were gone for a while but sean payton is headed to denver i'm sure everyone heard that Demico ryan signed a six-year contract with houston which was good to see so he can hopefully build that defense and that offense up over the past couple next couple of years frank wright is now head coach in carolina which was a bit of a surprise but i think will be good for the offense they also brought in denver's defensive coordinator ezuro evero who again kind of built that defense in denver so we'll see what he can do in carolina now, obviously, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals job. They're down to their final three candidates. Monty Ozanfort was the with the Patriots from 2006 to 2019 and shares an agent, Ray, with Brian Flores. There's a lot of insider information saying that Brian Flores may be the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. The issue is there is reports as well that a lot of these head coaching candidates do not want to be tied to Kyler Murray for the next four years. The other guys who are in the running are Lou Anarumo and Giants OC Mike Kafka. So we'll see where that job ultimately lands. They are doing second rounds of interviews this week. Your boy Kellen Moore was released or mutually parted ways with the Dallas Cowboys. He's now headed to the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cowboys brought in Brian Schottenheimer to be their new OC with Mike McCarthy calling plays. (laughs) We'll see what happens in the quarterback market. Both Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are looking for new teams. Of course, Derek Carr did not extend his guaranteed money deadline. And there was also reports that Josh McDaniels wanted to go after Tom Brady, who obviously, shout out to the GOAT, he finally retired. Hopefully, we'll see. But he did a little interview, or sorry, did, a little vi- did a little video. He was almost crying at the end, but shout out to him. Finally retired, went out on his own terms. A little bit ugly towards the end, but I'm curious to see what happens with this quarterback market. Both Rodgers and Derek Carr are expected to be on new teams. Curious what the market and price is for those guys. But there are reports, Ray, that apparently Aaron Rodgers will not even be worth a first-round pick.
1: Yeah, and also, I think some of the biggest news, Jay, was Lamar Jackson said he has, they're about a 100, the reports are, Lamar said nothing, but reports are they are about a $100 million apart.
0: They're not going to pay him, man. Like, I I feel like, I just feel like this is what's going to happen.
1: Is this, okay, is this a mobile quarterback issue? Because Jalen Hurts is a mobile quarterback, and he's getting paid. Like, what, what? Why is why is there so much of an issue with Lamar Jackson? Right, we're talking about a former MVP, one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. Why why is he not getting paid? You know, people talk about playoff wins. It, it, who's more accomplished? Like real talk, who's more accomplished, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson?
0: It's Lamar Jackson
1: in the like NFL. Not wild, talking fan but... NFL. Who's the more accomplished player, Josh Allen or, or Lamar Jackson?
0: Yeah, it's Lamar Jackson.
1: I mean, Jalen Hurts has got his team to the Super Bowl, but, I mean, he wasn't that damn good at versus the 49ers in the NFC chain. He was not good, and I'm not... I love Jalen Hurts, y'all know that, but, like, what is this issue with Lamar? Why, why is Baltimore... What is? What the hell
0: is going... I don't get it, man. I truly don't get it. I mean, I don't think Baltimore really ever wanted to pay him. Uh, we've talked about this before a lot of times. Like, he literally just peaked too early, right? Like, a, it, it sounds... A little bit ridiculous to say, but, you know, he had MVP year in his second season. He's eligible for extension in his third season, got hurt in the third season, got hurt in the fourth season, got hurt in the fifth season. So if you're Baltimore, maybe you're like, well, you know, this guy misses two to three games a year. Do we really want to pay this guy? Could it be a Russian quarterback thing? Potentially, for sure. Um, you know, if this was the same case with Justin Fields in a few years where, you know, he's kind of going that Lamar route where he's getting hurt often, maybe we see a similar situation. But yeah, it's very strange. You know, I, I he wants to be probably the highest paid quarterback in the NFL outside of Mahomes. Um, probably wants 250 to 260 guaranteed. Does he deserve that? Probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, the dude had his best season in the second year and hasn't been as good since. So maybe more accomplished than Josh Allen, and some of these other guys. And I think it's just an unfortunate circumstance for a player who literally had their best season before he was extension eligible versus a burrow, an Allen who had, you know, his first kind of MVP season in his extension year, Justin Herbert, who's just going to get an extension because he's the only player the chargers have worth extending. It's unfortunate, but you know, I think the Ravens also see it as they could get a lot for Lamar. So if they feel like rebuilding this team with the, with a bunch of picks, then maybe they choose to go that way as well. Wild, man. All right, so we're going to take a look
1: at a post-Senior Bowl mock. It's a two-round mock, which is interesting, and we may mock via this mock on Wednesday. Um, but this comes from Jacob Infante, at JacobInfante24 on Twitter. This was posted yesterday at 10 a.m. my time. And uh, let's take a look at it and talk about these landing spots, talk about some of these players. And I see my girl, Joe. What's up, Joe? Shout out to Joe in the building. Her and Jay talking a little bit about a uh, little bit about Will Levis and why he didn't decline. And I'll just say, uh, for multiple people there, they think he's like no doubt going to be a lock to be a top five pick and a really good chance if Indy trades up with Chicago to be uh, the number one overall pick. So let's just talk about it right here. They have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Will Levis in a trade with the Bears. This is mm-hmm. this is the one that has the most smoke around it right now. Jay is Will Levis to Indy via a trade with Chicago. Indy taking Will Levis at one. You see here the Houston Texans selecting Bryce Young at two. Um, You know, a lot of reports about Bryce trying to get that weight up, right? I saw a picture of him yesterday. Looked a little thicker, in my opinion. Uh, in this mock you have the Carolina Panthers with their new I really like what Carolina's doing right now. Um Frank Wright yes. and then um the DC from that we talked about earlier from Denver, Denver. and then them going with CJ Stroud who I believe is probably the safest quarterback in this class at six. And then Anthony Richardson. I know a lot of people don't want to don't want to believe it's possible, right? All uh, right, how how could you draft Anthony Richardson at the top of a mock? He people, he's gonna go in the first round. And there's a good chance he's probably a top 10 pick. There's no doubt about it. One of the big talking points in Mobile from execs, from scouts, is that's a dude that you bet on. Those That tool that skill set, the size, the athleticism, this is the type of cat that you bet on figuring out, getting them in your system, and, and developing them. So right here off of the board within the first 10 picks, you got four quarterbacks off the board. Levis, Young, Stroud, and Richardson all top. A.J., I mean, which of these landing spots? I, for me personally, I know this is going to come to a sh- as a surprise to a lot of people. The with D'Amico Ryan's at the helm, I like Houston, man. I know that right away it may not be a desirable location, but I think D'Amico's a competent guy. I think he understands. He got to he got to learn from San Francisco. His experiences there. I think a year from now, we might look back at Houston and be like, damn they really put together a good team. They've got they've got a lot of capital this year. Probably not going to be very good next year, I believe. They have the best odds to be the have the number 1 overall pick next year. And if oh, they're boy. in if they draft Bryce Young and they have the rights to Caleb Williams or Dra- uh, or Drake May and they're able to trade that for a Kings ransom in a division that there's no outside of Jacksonville. I'm not worried about Indy. I'm not worried about Tennessee and what what they're about to do. This could be a sneaky good spot down the line. So of these four QB landing spots, where are you more interested in from a fantasy perspective?
0: Oh, it's got to be CJ Stroud for me. It's got to be. You, you kind of hit on it already. One of the safest quarterbacks, I think. He's going to have weapons around him in Carolina Uh, I think you know bringing Frank Wright is good for his development overall we've seen him do pretty well with some mediocre quarterbacks I think finally getting a young quarterback that can make all the throws and and will have good decision making in the pocket has mobility that we've seen on display at times when it needs to be I think CJ Stroud's a great pick and obviously playing in this offense with Frank Wright, I think it's a good fit. I don't mind the Levis pick going at one, you know, not really a big surprise there. The Bears already said they do plan on trading out of that pick, a little bit early to say that in my opinion, but that's what the way they want to go. And then someone mentioned in the comments that they don't have a, co- a head coach yet. It's probably going to be Jeff Saturday, just so we're clear. Oh. It's, I mean, it yeah. sounds disgusting, but the problem is, is that Ursay wants Saturday. And so that's what it's going to be. They keep bringing in head coaching candidates to try and get him to approve them. They won't. Uh, what is it? Chris Greer is the GM of of the Colts. So do they not have a head coach?
1: Or, they don't have a head coach. Do they have an OC? Who's the OC in Indy?
0: Nobody. Uh, unless, if it's the if it's the same OC, I'm not sure who it would be. But yeah, they they don't they haven't decided on Saturday yet. But it's probably going to be wow. Saturday just so everyone something? is clear. Fucking hire me, hey man, man. This this is the NFL, man. They hire their buddies, right? Brian Flores might get the job in Arizona. Nepotism for life. NFL,
1: NFL, nepotism for life, man. Just friends of friends this is so wild
0: if if you think that Will Levis and Jeff Saturday can't get along well then maybe you want to go in another direction but i i think that again it's going to be an owner pick if you take if you take Levis it's not going to be the gm or the head coach it's it's no different in Indy as it is in uh, in Dallas but you know Bryce I'm to your point uh, decent fit. You know, I'm still not sold on the Houston fit. I like D'Amico, but again, he's not known for his offensive prowess. So we'll see what he does with that offense and how he builds that team. But uh, I love Bryce. I just think, you know, if you're going to pick a fit, I'd probably pick Carolina. But Richardson in Vegas, Ray. Let's quickly touch on that. How do you feel about McDaniels and Richardson if that did come to roost? I don't know if I love it, I would hope I would get a bit more of a player-friendly coach. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on Richardson's mental. I love and Rich, How man. mentally strong he is. I'm but all in. It could be I'm, tough. I'm
1: all in on Anthony Richardson. I don't give i – I'm all in. I, I, if I'm being realistic, if if this is how it played out, CJ probably I, – I, I like the Carolina landing spot, man. That's a good spot, but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't McDaniel's have Tebow, and they won a playoff game with Tim Tebow completing ten passes and complete ten passes for like three hundred yards that game, I believe. And beat Um, the Steelers, yeah. (laughs) I like a Rich, man. I I don't really trust my Raiders at all. Um, It it would probably, and here's the thing: if a Rich is drafted by Vegas at seven, he's probably going to start very soon. He's probably going to play play. very. I'm I'm not. If he can't beat out old Steady, maybe they let Steady man the ship for like four weeks, and then they're like, all right, this is going nowhere fast. My problem is McDaniels was low-key on the hot seat already, so they draft Richardson. He gets his ass fired. They bring in another coach who didn't want Richardson. We could be in this weird cycle of I didn't really want him anyway. I I don't know. I I would prefer him to go somewhere else, but I like Anthony Richardson. I lied. The biggest takeaway from the Senior Bowl is whatever team drafts John Michael Schmitz, their running game gets instantly better. So just keep that on your radar. The interior offensive lineman from Minnesota, whatever team drafts John Michael Schmitz, they get better up front. Stock up for the running back, stock up for the quarterback. All right, let's move down the mock a little bit, and here we go. Wide receiver, Green Bay Packers, Quentin Johnston coming off the board at 15 is the first wide receiver off of the board, giving Green Bay another size, speed, freak to pair with Christian Watson. I mean, Jordan Love is going to have weapons. He would have Quentin Johnston. He'd have Christian Watson. He has Romeo Dobbs. He's got weapons. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. What do you think about this fit?
0: I think Christian Watson's probably better than Quentin Johnston, if I'm just being honest. I. It feels like, again, it's just a mock, so I'm not going to rip it too hard, but it, it doesn't feel like a very good fit. You know, you're just drafting the same player again to play on the opposite side of... I, I, I don't really get it. Um, You know, I'm not the biggest Quinn Johnston fan. Fine player, has traits. I don't know if it's the best fit for him on offense. I'd probably be looking elsewhere in my uh, rookie mocks if he did end up in Green Bay. Because again, I I trust Jordan Love to get somebody the ball. I don't know who that's going to be though. And I think if you're picking between Christian Watson and Quinn Johnston, I'd probably pick Christian Watson because they have played together and already shown chemistry in games prior to this. Okay, let's move down the
1: mock at 18. We've got the Detroit Lions selecting Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. And then you see right here, Seattle at 20 takes Jordan Addison, wide receiver, out of USC. So uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bypassing quarterback. Maybe they're going to trade for Derek Carr. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Mayer in Detroit, I mean, shit, Jared Goff and Ben Johnson didn't use TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. They didn't use, they didn't use, I, I just, good for A Jared Goff. Athletic good light, for light DeAndre item. Swift. Good, like, I I'd prefer him not to go there, right? I just would. They couldn't use Hawkinson. I don't know what what they would think about using Michael Mayer. So, and Hawkinson's more athletic than Michael Mayer. So it's just like oh. I wouldn't want him. I'd just rather have Luke Musgrave wherever he goes. I don't even know where he goes in the mock. Uh, Jordan Addison to Seattle would love it. Would love it with Geno Smith. I think that'd be a good fit. And you see it right there. We got some more fantasy players off of the board coming up. We got Zay Flowers to yep. the Los Angeles Chargers at 21 and then Big Bijan Robinson going 22 overall to the Baltimore Ravens. So, Jay, give us your uh give us your thoughts here. Flowers, Bijan, Addison, what are your takeaways from these landing spots?
0: So Addison, I'm fine with, um, you know, we think he's kind of like a, a kind of a bit of a fit for the Tyler Lockett replacement role, uh, playing next to DK Metcalf. So there will be something to see there. Hopefully, Geno Smith is back because he was successful in that offense. Zay Flowers to the Chargers, though, was interesting because there's, you know, rumors that Keenan Allen could be gone potentially this season. He is a cap, he's a potential cap cut guy, restructure guy, um, how long he's there with, you know, how he looks this season. Seemed like his age was catching up to him a little bit, so getting Zay Flowers in there to replace him over the long term with Justin Herbert would be a great fit. And then Bijan Robinson from the Ravens—I mean, Greg Roman gone—they're dra- drafting, I, Lamar they're drafting the fucking right? running <laughs> back,
1: man. I know they're going to do it. They're going to. I don't know if is still
0: there and talented. Like, I, I'm not saying JK is a threat to Bijan, but again, what? they use multiple running backs. I'm not saying he's a threat, but they use multiple running backs. How they this ultimately shakes out on offense, I don't know. Without Lamar Jackson, it feels like they're doomed in that in the AFC North. So they got again, a Pro Bowl quarterback, man. Chill
1: out. They got Pro Bowl Tyler Huntley. Get out of here.
0: Oh, imagine how many QBs, how many QBs passed like nine QBs passed on the Pro Bowl. No offense to Tyler Huntley. He did fine. You know, not he, he did what he had to do. He came in, made the Pro Bowl good for him. But Bijan, probably still 101. Ray, is there any scenario where you would take a QB 101? Over B. John Robinson on the Ravens? I just got to ask. Yeah. Maybe. But people don't want to yeah. hear that. Like, if yeah. Richardson
1: went to Carolina.
0: Now we're talking.
1: Now we're talking, right? I, I know it's sacrilegious to even suggest or insinuate that you would take anybody over a running back, a.k.a. Bijan John Robinson. A. Rich goes to Carolina. If, if you've only got one pick, man, super flex, you only got one yeah. pick. And you're picking one. I don't know, man. Again, it's sacrilegious to even insinuate anybody over Bijan, but I could, I can paint a very pretty picture for you that says, you know, two, three years down the line, it's probably the right process play. I, hmm. Here's the thing: if you if you did that, right, I know in round two, I will find a running back that will get touches in the NFL. They won't be Bijan Robinson. They will not be Bijan Robinson. But there is no other quarterback, bro. There is there's nobody else after these four. None. I know there's Hinden, Hooker talk n- maybe in round three, but I, I just— You got to wait. It's sacrilegious to insinuate it, but neither here nor there. Zay Flowers to L.A. would be a PPR machine. Herbert doesn't yep. want to throw the ball downfield anyway, right? Doesn't, and Kellen Moore, his ability to use CeeDee Lamb in the slot, I would just be very excited if Justin Herbert got a talent like Zay Flowers— we move down this mock sum, and there's a f- these next like five picks. I'm just, I'm just like all
0: fantasy picks, yeah. I'm
1: just like fucking ready, right? My body is ready for it. All right. So we've got Jalen Hyatt to Minnesota, Luke Musgrave to Jacksonville, uh, oh, with Doug Peterson. You know he loves him some tight ends. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Giants, and Josh Downs to the Cowboys. I'm full chub right now. If I stood <laughs> up right now. I'm not going to do it because my wife would kill me, but I'm full Chubb. I'm would. i I'm losing it. Josh Downs to Dallas. Uh, JSN to yeah. the Giants with Daniel Jones. Musgrave with Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Jalen Hyatt to Minnesota. Okay, let me tell you the Hyatt pick. This is great for Justin Jefferson. Probably yeah. not as great for Hyatt's fantasy production, but this is great for Justin Jefferson. Let Hyatt just scream nine routes all day. Pull some coverage away from Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. This is probably good for Kirk Cousins. Great for Hawk. Great for Justin Jefferson. JSN and Josh Downs, talk to me.
0: I mean, I like both fits. I probably still like JSN more. I think JSN could man that slot role really well. I'm curious the fit with Wandel, right? Because I think they both do similar things well. In my opinion, JSN is a far more talented wide receiver. I'd be curious if they kind of start him outside, and slowly work him into the slot a little bit. I think you'd probably see him operate kind of in the way C.D. Lamb operates, where he came in as a primary slot guy and started to work his way outside. And even still in the formations, they move him around, right? He's not gonna be an exclusive outside wide receiver. They have Isaiah Hodgins there that can operate that way in mm-hmm. the offense. I think it would kind of kill Wandell a little bit. And then Josh yeah. Downs, right? You move C.D. Lamb outside more. I think they can switch a little bit depending on the formation and the play that they're running. And so I like that flexibility as well. i talked about this a lot on the show how I like receivers that can do both because it gives you an adaptable formation and the way you want to align your players. When you have a guy that can really only play inside or outside makes that more difficult. So I think that flexibility of downs and CD together would make for a great pairing in Dallas. And obviously you guys do need another wide receiver to help out Dak Prescott. Talk to me about Musgrave with Doug P. You know, he loves him some tight ends, baby, dude. It's, Ray, the question is, how high would you draft him? And would you draft him over Michael Mayer? Because I think if if this actually yes. played out this way, we yes. saw what Evan Ingram did this yes. season. We're assuming he's gone. I think you have to take him over Michael Mayer. You know, we've been taking Michael Mayer mid second. I don't know if I would take Musgrave much higher than that, but I think you could definitely make the case he could be a mid second round uh, rookie pick. But there's a lot of good fits here, whether it's St. Flower, even Hyatt in Minnesota. I like the fit. I think, you know, going deep. For Justin Jefferson and Justin Jefferson will still pull safeties down, right? I think that's the the underrated part about Hyatt going over the top. Safeties may pull down on Jefferson, leaving Hyatt wide open on the back end, right? So there is that flexibility there as well. But yeah, I think that Musgrave would be the tight end one pretty I, easily if it went to Jacksonville tied with Trevor I, Lawrence.
1: I need Joe to stop talking about JSN because you already know my love for Jackson Smith and Jigba knows no bounds. And Uh, I got to meet, uh, he literally played five minutes down the street from me, got a funny Walmart story about JSN on Halloween night, I'll share that at some point, Um, but the fit to the Giants with Jones, my God, I I just, it's perfect, it's perfect, with Dayball, and what he did with, it's it's a beautiful fit, got Jameer Gibbs, the rich get richer, Uh, Philadelphia gets Jameer Gibbs, and you know, we don't talk a lot about the offensive linemen for fantasy purposes, but the Chiefs getting Dewan Jones, the Bills getting Osiris Torrance, who we got to see at the at the uh at the senior bowl, these are all great upgrades for those teams that there's not like direct fantasy points you get from those linemen being drafted by those teams, but that is good for those offenses. Those are two really good players. I just want to uh, kind of talk about that. But Gibbs to Philly, I mean Awesome. Miles Sanders, not there.
0: Yeah. Uh, good. Like that's, do you, th- do you think his upside is capped at all because they don't really throw yes. to the running backs?
1: And that would suck. I, think that's like, I would to mention, right? I would hope they would like be like, Hey, we got this guy that can catch the I, ball. I don't fucking think throw it. To I don't him, think right?
0: Gainwell loses his role in the offense. And that's, that's the only issue with that fit. As much as I love Gibbs, he's probably not a three down back in the same way that Bijan Robinson on the Ravens probably isn't an every down back. Unfortunately,
1: all right, in the second round, the second pick of the second round, Houston takes Rasheed Rice. We also have, as we move down this mock, uh, Dalton Kincaid to the Green Bay Packers. So there we go. Uh, Green Bay and Jordan Love, they get their tight end, Dalton Kincaid, third tight end off of the board. And then the uh, and then Rasheed Rice to Houston. So getting Bryce Young some help. Let's see who Houston took with the 12th pick. Uh, they took uh, Miles Murphy, edge out of Clemson. I like that pick. Uh, let's slide down. We got Dalton Kincaid out of uh, Utah to Green Bay. I think, like Kincaid, a good tight end. I know he's got an injury, recovering from some stuff. So, mm-hmm. hasn't been reported what the injury is per se. Um, all I all that we heard was it was serious enough to keep him out of Mobile, right? Uh, serious yep. enough to keep him out of Mobile. Let's see what else we have. Uh, God, no kind of
0: is Darnell Washington is His
1: Darnell direction. Washington. Well, John Michael Schmitz. All right, Chicago. There goes our guy, John Michael Schmitz. So. Uh, The Bears draft this guy, good for Justin Fields, good for the running game. He's a fantastic player. I think he's going to be a day-one starter in the NFL. And Darnell Washington to the Giants here at 57, which, you know, I know some people don't like to hear it, but there have been some reports that some teams view him as like a long-term tackle or more of a tight-end tackle combo, sort of in the same mold as uh, Mercedes Lewis, who came out of UCLA back in like 2005 and – Hell, I think he's still playing football now. I mean, I don't know yes, how yeah. he's doing it, but Mercedes Lewis, big-bodied, athletic guy that can catch the ball and be used in line as an extension of that offensive line. A lot of talks about multiple teams viewing Darnell Washington in that same mold. Um, and then you've got here we go. Uh, not a ton of uh, not a ton of uh, running backs in round two. So no McIntosh, no A chain. No Charbonnet, but you do have Jaden Reed to the Carolina Panthers here. And then Kayshawn Boutte at 62, a uh, second to last pick in the second round to the Kansas City Chiefs. Jay, just talk to us about uh, Darnell to the Giants, how that helps out Saquon, Daniel Jones. What would, you, would you be as interested in him from a fantasy perspective? And then Jaden Reed and Kayshawn Boutte here at the back of the second.
0: Yeah, I think Darnell I'd be pretty much full fade on him overall I do think that Bellinger is actually a pretty competent tight end in his own right so I think pairing the two together on that offense uh, would be a great fit for them you know talking about Kincaid I think I like the fit for him almost even more than Quentin Johnson playing in Green Bay. But then you talk about Jaden Reed and Kayshawn Boutte. It's interesting because you know I think there'll be a lot of talk this offseason about Terrace Marshall, right? And what he right. could be in that offense because I think he's probably gonna be the wide receiver too, even if Jaden Reed does get drafted in the second round. I think Terrace Marshall could still operate as the outside wide receiver too. If Reed is more of the slot receiver, not a ton of fantasy implications, but still could, still could be, have some value. in obviously second round pick, it would boost his value in rookie drafts. I don't know if I would take him necessarily. I think I'd still take a lot of these running backs over a guy like Jaden Reed, even if he is a second round pick. The question though, Ray, is, would you get any shares of Kayshawn Boutte if he went to Kansas City? Because I think my answer is I would get absolutely zero. I, I, I think he'd probably be a first round rookie pick and I probably wouldn't take him at all because I just... I get it. People love Kayshawn Boutte. They've loved him for a long time. It just screams to me another Sky Moore situation with him going to Kansas City and playing with Patrick Mahomes.
1: You know, Kayshawn coming into the year was like my top receiver. I was like, this this is the best receiver for this draft. I mean, he's back. He's healthy. He's playing. And um, majority of the season, I'd say not majority of the season, the best receiver on LSU last year was Malik Nabors. He was a true sophomore last year. He's going to look very sexy in a lot of people's analytical buckets when we're looking at the 2024 wide receivers with Marvin Harrison, Emeka Ibuka, Malik Neighbors, Xavier Worthy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he was outplayed by Malik. And again, I don't want to overreact and be like, oh, Kayshawn's not good. I don't believe that. I think he's a, a really good receiver. You just wonder what happened at LSU last year. And I know yeah. Jaden Daniels isn't, isn't the best quarterback from a passing perspective, but it didn't stop neighbors from balling out this year. Malik still did his thing. So you just have to wonder, like, did the injuries zap a little bit? Was it truly just the, the coaching staff didn't mesh well with his skill set? He wanted to stay in school. I think he got reports that he probably wasn't going to get it drafted as high as he wanted yeah. to be drafted. Then the situation happened. There were reports of some stuff that went on. And he was asked to leave and and not stay I'm just, I'm curious as to what the NFL is going to think about Boutte. Will I have shares of him? I hope so. Would I have shares of him if he goes at the back of the second to Kansas City and where I believe the fantasy community would push him up to? Probably not. I don't think, I don't think I could take him in round one. Just based on what happened last year, I mean, this isn't great capital for a wide receiver, right? Like back of the second round.
0: It's hard and, to take and, him and over. Same flowers. just showing that I don't
1: need. I don't need like I could throw to anybody, and we're gonna have fifty yep. five hundred fucking passing yards somehow. So I would hope to get some shares of him if this landing spot pushes him up into the top ten. I probably people did it with Scott Moore. It's exactly yep. what happened to Scott Moore last year. He went in the second round. He was drafted as a top twelve guy,
0: top ten in some spots. People said he would start all year. He'd have eight hundred yards. Remember the and, training camp practice? We yeah.
1: I yeah. was posting clips. He's, he's playing running back. He's doing all this yeah. stuff, and then the season starts and he's not on the field. Um, I would hope that still some be there as well, Butte, right? but I doubt to take,
0: it. To take some work away from, him. yeah, it's just it's we'll see, right? I, again, you're just talking about Jalen. See, Hyatt's Matt Bruning said, over him. It's just
1: Bruning said, hard. to the Chiefs in the second round should be a first
0: round rookie pick. Should be, or I, I think he would be. I don't know if I would necessarily peg him there, though, because again, this know, is with man. no running backs in the second round. I think if you have a good landing spot from a third round running back, like a Kendra Miller, people would probably put Zach Evans if he got a good um, landing spot around there as well. Zach Charbonnet, right? Sean Tucker. If if a- a good landing. I think there's a lot of things. There's a if lot a- of guys that I can take.
1: Charbonnet, over. Evans, Tucker. If they all came off the board early in round three, would you take those four
0: running backs over? Kayshawn Boutte probably. I mean, imagine even if Tajay Spears gets a good landing spot, people would go crazy for Tajay. That's. I just. I don't know, man. I, I think it's. I think it's tough. I, I like Boutte. I like the tape, but it's just. I don't know if I want to risk. I'm not taking my him in the first. early first At round today, pick on him.
1: I something I could do today, right now. I'm not taking him in the first, man. I'm, I'm not yeah, not fair. today, right? I'd let somebody else yeah. take that uh, take that risk.
0: You got the four we've quarterbacks. Been taking, we've gotta, been taking a mid second, right? So yeah, I think I think, that's I think fair. we've I think we've we've shown that we don't dislike the player. No, but there's a level of risk that we have Probably to we dislike bake Keishan into. Yeah,
1: right? no, absolutely not. All right, we got a couple. We got a super chat here that I want to get to real quick, Jay. Um, so let's holler, at my boy. Um, oh, it's a it's a ten uh, team super flex PPR tight end Premium Start Nine. The 101 asked for 105, DeAndre Swift, Pickens, and 301. I'm deep at running back, deep at wide receiver, and also own picks 103 and 201. Do you do it? So he's moving off of Bijan Robinson for another back, DeAndre Swift, Pickens, in the 301. I think
0: he's getting Bijan Robinson.
1: Oh, he's getting Bijan Robinson. The
0: 101 owner asked for 105, Swift, Pickens, and the 301, which I would probably do because none of those guys are difference makers in a 10 team league. You want Bijan? Probably,
1: and he still got the one hundred
0: and 105 in a single QB league. Quinn Johnston? No, it's super, flex. Jordan, it's super oh, flex. It's super flex. So you do, yeah. Uh, I still, again, it, it depends on your quarterback. Start I nine. Think. It's it's not deep, right? So like a Swift and like Pickens is not making your roster if your team is any good. No, no.
1: Swift, Swift and one hundred and five. You can't start Swift and right one hundred and five for Bijan. What, what side would you rather have?
0: I'd probably rather have Bijan, or if heaven forbid, I wanted to take CJ Shroud, right? Like, I'd probably want Bijan, though. I think Bijan's the right pick. Because even even in Superflex, a 10 team QB is not like QB is still pretty deep because you're only starting 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's only 20 starters a week instead of our normal like 24 plus stashes, right? So there's still have guys out there for sure.
1: All right. We got a couple of minutes. Let's just talk to the people real quick. Joe said, what do y'all think about wide receiver Wilson? Michael Wilson, wide receiver out of Stanford. We we touched on him early in the show. One of the more impressive wide receivers at Mobile, right? I, I wouldn't consider him super athletic. He didn't look like a blazer to me, but he, he just won. He found ways to get open. He's going to be a day three pick that is a good NFL receiver that will never start in fantasy. I don't think he – I don't want to say never. Never say never, never speak in absolutes, but – I don't view him as somebody that you're gonna be excited to throw into your starting lineup. I think he's gonna be a day three pick when it's
0: all said and done.
1: What are your thoughts, yeah? Ray?
0: I mean he kind of comps to JJ Ortega Whiteside in some ways. We'll Oof. see what he runs. Um, but yeah, he's just a he's a big guy. Like I think he's six three. He's basically as big as Elijah Higgins. I just think dude. actually can play wide receiver. You know, there was some impressive plays by him, and there was some not so good ones. He chops his feet too much, he's a little bit slow. In that regard, um, he doesn't have crazy fast speed, but he can, you know, use his physicality to go over the top on somebody. I, I, the problem for him, I think, was inconsistencies. Right? He made some good plays, and then he's dropping touchdowns. I thought passes. he was fine. So it's kind of like he was—he was okay. I thought it seemed like a hard worker. Fine. I
1: just—he just looked like a normal receiver to me. He made plays when his number was called. He made plays, yeah. but I thought Wicks looked a little bit better. Wilson looked yeah. good. Let's not take anything. Michael Wilson looked good. I just don't think he's going to be somebody and for And much fantasy. better than I
0: expected, right? I much didn't know- better than I expected. Uh, well, let me didn't be honest with you. Him.
1: I had zero yeah. expectations because I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like, I didn't know yeah. who he was until we got there. And I was like, who the hell is number four? So um, there we go. Let's see what else we got before we get out of here. A lot of uh, biggest riser besides Spears. We talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, the biggest riser, in my opinion, was this guy, Luke Musgrave. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tight end out of Oregon State. He's going to be a first-round pick. Book it. I also think Kenny McIntosh was a fantastic riser out there as well. Played really well all week. As as far as guys from a fantasy perspective that we're actually going to want to play, Luke Musgrave, Kenny McIntosh were the two guys. Um, Anything else, uh, Jay, that you want to touch on before we get out of here? I don't know if we'll do a mock from this one. I think what we'll do, Jay, is do a community mock inside of D.D., and then break it down on the show and just kind of talk about it because there weren't a lot of, there weren't a lot of fantasy. I mean, the second round, you had like five offensive skill position players drafted in the second round of this mock, so maybe we can find another one. Post a link, but I doubt we do a mock based off of this one. Okay, we got one right here. Boutte will be in the XFL in five years. Yikes! Yeah, man. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was that like yeah, and everybody was like, oh man, this dude can get to two twenty. Like, he's got the frame to add weight. McIntosh was very impressive in Mobile. Very impressive. All right, Jay. um, Here's a question. What do you think about Bill O'Brien going back to New England? Think Mac Jones will bounce back or it will be time for Zip Zap? I
0: I think he will do better than he did last season. Whether he bounces back and returns value, I don't know. I've never been in on Mac Jones. I said he's a QB, two. And, you know, that's really all you can expect. He's not going to be a QB1, especially with this team construction. Yeah. Yes, things can get better. I hope that the, you know, the familiarity with Bill O'Brien will help Matt Jones. I don't think it's going to save this franchise or this team, though. So I'm not expecting much. It's just, thank God Matt Patricia's gone. Hopefully we can move forward with some success. But we'll see how far that success really gets us. And I need Joe
1: to stop, man. Me and her are in sync today today. I mean, she said Jason's career numbers stand out. Boutte is nothing but red across. I love Boutte. I again thought he would be the one. I thought he would show that dominance this year, and he just didn't, man. He just didn't, Jay. Even going to KC, yep. people, people would lose I would not take him in the first round. I, I, I respectfully disagree with Matt. I couldn't do it, man. He just he was thoroughly, thoroughly outplayed by by Malik Neighbors this year. Thoroughly outplayed by Malik Neighbors. I just Outside of Can't that it, freshman man. season and the Can't start of his sophomore year, it's just, it kind of has been just flatlined it down for Boutte. So even with a landing spot like KC, it's not going to have me propel him up into the back of the first. Would not, could not do it, man. But uh, Jay, it felt good getting back on the saddle with you, my yeah. friend, getting back on the show. Good to see all my good people here in the building. I don't know, uh, Andrew trying to uh, fake super chat me, man. I'm not, uh, <laughs> when he say, who do you move, Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett?
0: Uh, Mac Jones, probably, but depends on cost. Yeah, move them both yeah. for some first. And, I, and I've
1: heard nothing about this, man. Like Phil, I, I hear you. I've heard nothing about an attitude problem from Kayshawn Boutte. If anything, he had every right to be pissed off and have an attitude and quit on his team last year, and he didn't do that. He stayed around. He played through it all. I don't think it was an attitude problem with him. I think it was a play problem and not an attitude problem. I don't want to give I don't want to give him an out by saying he had an attitude problem because nobody and Keith Sanchez. Over at the Draft Network, won a natty with LSU in 2019. Intimate knowledge of that team said he was. He didn't have an attitude problem. It was none of that stuff going on at LSU. It just he couldn't work into the offense. So I don't want to. I don't want to give him that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. I don't want to put that on him. But uh, appreciate everybody being in the building. Thanks for bearing with us for a week off. But we're back. We are good to go. No more breaks coming up anytime soon. I mean, I'm mean, i going to Mexico in like March and then we'll be at the draft in April. But other than that, we're locked and loaded Monday and Wednesday. Make sure y'all wake up. 300 plus, 350, 60 plus, hit that thumbs up button, like, subscribe to the content, to the channel, subscribe to the newsletter below, make sure you check out the link in the description to go get you one of these new projectors, go get it from Epson, make sure you lock in, there's a link in the description for there, learn more about it, appreciate y'all being here, y'all have a beautiful week, we got a mock draft on Wednesday, y'all stay tapped in, stay tuned, I'll be back man, y'all have a beautiful one, we out, peace. That access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you wanna get in on that action, use the promo code WAKE UP over on Prize Picks for 100% deposit match up to $100 for first time users. And a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay Rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo. It's all gas, all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.